Let's look at 1 Corinthians 2.2. For I am determined to not know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Romans 5.9. Much more than having been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Now, if we get what this word justification means, we will increase in our faith and your prayers will have power. How many of you don't want to pray empty prayers? But when you pray, you want things to move. When you pray because you understand what it is to be justified, when you pray, things happen. Your faith increases. How many of you want to pray and and people get changed. You want to pray and see your family get changed. You don't want to pray half-hearted prayers. You want to pray in a way that you know that you have authority. Am I right about it? Now, <coughs> justification means just as I have never sinned. Why is this significant? You say, Evan, we've already talked about, you know what, all my sins are forgiven. So what justification, is it just another word for all my sins are forgiven just as I've never sinned. Well, let's look at that. The root word for justification is dikios. It's a Greek word, and this word actually means right standing. Look at your neighbor and say right standing. Now, if you see this word in the Bible, justification, this Greek word, it also means righteousness. So when you see justification in the Bible, righteousness is interchangeable with justification. You got me? So when we say justification, that Greek word, dikios, actually means righteousness as well, right? And so we have to understand what it means to be justified or made righteous in God. Let's look at this, 2 Corinthians 5.21. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. Man, if we, if we believe that, we should give God a shout. That, that was a half-hearted shout. We should give God a better shout than that. <laughs> In other words, write this down. Jesus received what we deserve so that we can receive what he deserves. Now, we, we, we talk about this, we say that, but, but if we get it, if we get it, that Jesus paid the price with what we deserve so that we can get what he deserves. Does Jesus deserve everything? Does Jesus, did he pay the price? Does he deserve it all, all the blessings? Does he deserve it? He was spotless, he was sinless, he came and died, showed us what the love of God is. So if anybody should be blessed, if anybody should deserve greatness, it should be Jesus. Now, what this is saying is that Jesus paid the price for what we deserve so that we get what he deserves. Oh, my gosh. We got to get that. We get what Jesus deserves. That's good news, man. And I want to give you three benefits of what justification does. Number one, I'm in right standing with heaven because I'm justified by his blood. Let me ask you, what does it mean to be in right standing with the bank? What does it mean that you are in right standing with a bank? How many of you know that if you go to the bank and you try to get some money and you don't have any credit, you're, uh, you, you got a problem? 
if you're not in right standing with the bank, then you don't have access to funds. Am I right about it? Now, many of you know if you're wanting to buy a house and you don't have a really good track record, the bank is going to say, I'm not going to give you this money because you don't have a good track record. And listen, so what you would have to do if you really wanted to get this done, you would have to go find somebody that does have a good track record and does have good credit, and they would have to co-sign for you. Now, you're living the benefits of somebody else's credit. You're able to access funds because of somebody else's credit. How many of you know that's what happened on the cross? That we can't access heaven, but we're able to with God's credit, not our own credit, because of that other person's sacrifice and diligence, I'm able to step into blessing because they cosign for me. How many of you know on the cross when Jesus shed his blood, he cosigned for us to be able to go and access all the things in heaven? That's good news. So if you're thinking, well, I can only do that when I'm just living perfect and holy, let me tell you, we all fall short of the glory of God. And it is only because of his good credit that we're able to access heaven. It is only because he was spotless, he was perfect, he became sin. He took what we deserve so that we can receive what he deserves. Number two, I can operate in authority because I'm justified by his blood. Romans 5.17 says this. For if by one man, talking about Adam, one man's offense, death reigned through one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness, say the gift of righteousness, will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. Write this down. Receiving righteousness causes you to reign. Receiving and understanding righteousness causes you to reign. Now let me be very clear. The only reason that that you are able to overcome our terrain does not mean that you're not going to face battles. It means that you'll overcome them. It does not mean that you will not face opposition. It means that you will overcome opposition. Because of what Jesus paid for, I'm able to overcome opposition because I'm in right standing with the Father. Not because of what I did, but because of what he did. And because of what he did, I am in right standing, and now I am able to reign. That is a kingly term, to reign. It's a kingly term to say, I will overcome. You ever felt like you weren't overcoming before? <laughs> I decided to go back to school. I don't know, it was a dumb decision. 35, three kids, you know, uh, the, the church is at a place where we're really trying to do a lot of things. We've got a lot of things going on. And, uh, and I started getting in school, right? And uh, right when I started getting in it, you know, I was like, okay, this is all right. And then that first test came around. And I'm not, I'm not used to tests. And the first test came around, and it was a test and a subject that I'm not good at. And so when I took the test and I got the test results back, I didn't feel really good about the results. As a matter of fact, I felt like the battle was real, and they, I started getting these thoughts in my head. I was thinking, do I really want to do this? Maybe I should just withdraw. Maybe I should just shut this down, put this to the side, and just kind of do things. And, and God started to speak to me and said, no, no, no. He reminded me of my daughter, Allie, when she went to a new school. At first, it was difficult 
But I didn't worry because I knew that she was smart. I didn't worry that it was difficult. I knew even though she was battling some things, she's going to overcome because she has a strong will. And God started to remind me and say, you know what, it doesn't matter if you begin to trip up, it matters how you finish. And faith started rising up on the inside of me. And then the next week, I made a great grade, but I almost gave up. And that's how a lot of Christians are. They face battles but don't understand their righteousness, and they give up in faith. They give up in prayer. They give up in reading their word. They give up the witness to people. They give up. They say, maybe I shouldn't have gone in this. I'm failing. I love the scripture in Proverbs 27. It says that the righteous fall seven times and get back up seven. In other words, those that understand that I'm in right standing with God, even though I face opposition, I will reign. Are y'all hearing me today? Even though I face difficulty, I'm going to overcome. We have to get that so deep in our spirit because you are going to face opposition. You are going to face difficulties. But when you are confident that you are the righteousness of God, then you will overcome. It doesn't matter if you are struggling right now. You will overcome because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. It's kind of like this. If you can bring that medicine ball up here. Those without faith, and we know people that are like this, those that are without faith or without righteousness, those that don't have righteousness, when they fall, when they fall, they look like this. They just stay there. Throw me that ball. But those that are filled with righteousness, when they fall, they bounce back. Am I right about it? You got to get rid of not knowing what you have in God. Get rid of that thought that I am not made right with God. Get filled with his righteousness. And when you fall, you're going to bounce back up. How many of you want to bounce back? As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, the enemy that's been messing with you, he messed with the wrong person because he messed with you and you have righteousness on the inside of you and you're going to bounce back harder and better and stronger and faster and more efficient than you ever have before. You're able to bounce back. Now, Some of you might be dealing with some things. God wants you to say because of his righteousness, because of his good credit, because he took what I deserve, I'm in right standing with God. I receive what he deserves. Number three, y'all okay today? Number three. See, how many of you know that the Bible says that the cross is foolishness to those that are perishing, but it's the, what, power of God for those who are being saved. What does that word power mean? See, that word power means authority. You're able to have authority over the enemy because you understand your righteousness in Jesus. Are you tracking with me today? You're able to have authority. Remember the story, the seven sons of Sceva that tried to, you know, they tried to do a spiritual thing, not really knowing or understanding or having faith in the blood of Jesus, and they tried to cast out demons, and the demons stripped them down naked and kicked their butt. That's what it looks like when Christians don't understand that they are the righteousness of God. 
the enemy starts to attack and you're like, oh, I'm just going to go and, and, and just try to, but there's no faith there. There's no understanding of righteousness and you're wondering why you're getting your butt kicked. But when we understand that it is the righteousness of God that makes me in right standing with God, that even when I slip, I become stronger. I understand that I'm able to access God in all that he has for us. You know, the Bible says that we are blessed with every spiritual blessing. Man, that's good news. I don't know about you, but wherever you're lacking today, you got to know that you have access to the blessing because you are made righteous. Now, number three, all of my prayers are answered because I'm justified by his blood. We have to get this. Because I'm in right standing, all my prayers are answered. All my prayers are answered. Do you believe that? I really believe if we really believed that all our prayers would be answered, then we would pray, be praying a little more. Come on, if you really believe that all your prayers would be answered, you'd be waking up and praying. Before you go to bed, you're praying. But when we forget about our righteousness in God, we feel like that our prayers are just kind of void. When we don't know our righteousness in God, we have no faith for our prayers. We have no authority in our prayers. But when we understand the righteousness of God, we pray with power. We pray with authority. Now let's look at this, James 5, 16. It says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man. I'm going to say that again. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. How many of you know that it is righteousness that brings power to your prayer? It is knowing your right standing before God. It is you knowing that because Jesus co-signed for me, I'm able to access what he deserves. Man, what kind of, what promises in your life have you not been able to access? You have to begin to say, because of the blood of Jesus, I am made right in God's sight. Not because of the way things are going. Not because of your circumstances, not because of all that you've done. We cannot boast or take credit for our salvation. It is only what he has done on the cross that gives us credit. Am I right about it? We have to come into faith. You have to come into faith that because of the righteousness of God, when I pray, there's power. Because of the righteousness of God, when I pray, it is as though God is praying through me. Now, if Jesus came in here, you would believe everything that he prayed for would come to pass. We have that same ability. If we pray knowing that we're the righteousness of God, that thing's going to come to pass. Do you believe it? You might say, well, you know, you got to know the sovereignty of God. No, you need to know the will of God. And his will is for you to be blessed. His will is for you to be healed. His will is for you to be delivered. His will is not death, it's life. His will is for you to be taken care of. Why? Because he's a good God. Yeah, give God a hand, three of you. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> now, you know, Jesus said, He said, look, if you have faith the size of the mustard seed, then you could tell this mountain to be moved and cast into the sea. If you have small faith, if you have faith in the righteousness of God, if you just have a little bit of it, 
then you can begin to call those things that are not as though they are and start to see things move. Do you believe in the word of God? Now, see, the reason why I'm able to have faith is because I know my rights in God. I know my rights. I know my rights. How, how many of you, you'd say, you're American here, you're American. What makes you an American? Well, most of you, maybe you were born here, but you're American, you're a citizen, and you're American because of the rights that you have. You tracking with me? If we don't know our rights as Americans, we will never be able to seize great opportunity. If you don't know your rights and your freedom as Americans, then you wouldn't be able to be able to conquer and get things done as well as those that know their rights. Now, the whole this whole nation is built upon the Constitution. I remember my grandpa used to scream at the TV all the time because he was like, that's against the Constitution. I didn't really, like, what, what's your problem, you know? But he understood that people were starting to forget what their rights were. And because they forget what their rights are, they're not able to operate in freedom in their life. Because they forget what their rights are, they're not able to be free anymore. So as an American, you have a freedom of speech, right? You have the freedom of speech as an American. It is your right. It is your right just because you're a citizen. You have the freedom to bear arms. Am I right about it? Why? Because you're American. You know, people in other nations, they don't get it. You know, I'll post something about a gun on social media and somebody from South America will be like, thinks I'm a sinner. Because they don't get I have a right as an American. I have a right. So if I have rights, then I know, even right now, even if people didn't like it, I can have a gun on my side and walk down the street of Hammond, Louisiana, and you couldn't say anything about it. And if you did say anything about it, I would have to plea my rights. And if I plea my rights, all the government, the American government, will back me up because it is the rights of an American. I have the Bill of Rights. Am I right about it? And so it is the same. Let me ask you, why do you have those rights? As an American, why do you have those rights? Because you're just privileged? I'm an American. I was born in America, so I just have a bunch of rights. No, you have rights as an American because people shed their blood for you to have rights in America. Am I right about it? Now, we have to know that we have all the promises in God and have rights as a citizen of heaven. We have rights as a citizen of heaven. So in other words, even though you are not seeing your rights, when you come into faith in those rights, you can begin to step out and do things that you weren't able to do before. As a matter of fact, in the Bible, in the Bible, when Jesus shed his blood seven times, say seven. See, Jesus, how many of you know that the cross was perfect? It was perfect. Those seven times he shed his blood, those seven times gave you seven different rights. Do you know those rights? If you don't know those rights, then you'll never access those rights. Because the enemy will tell you that you don't have those rights. The world will tell you, your circumstances will tell you, you don't have those rights. But when you begin to say, I'm a citizen of heaven, I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus. All of heaven 
has to back you up. All of heaven and all God's angels have to back you up. Why? Because you are a citizen of heaven. I don't know about you, but that brings me into faith that no matter what I pray for, I'm going to be able to receive because I know my rights. See, the priests had to know their rights. As a matter of fact, before they can get into the holy place, they had to to spray the curtain with blood seven times. Why? Why? Because in order to be able to access heaven, you need the blood of Jesus. I want you to write this down. Blood is the currency of heaven. Blood is the currency of heaven. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. Why? Why do we have our rights? Because he shed his blood. I believe this week we're going to pray a little different. Because even though I don't deserve it, some of us, we don't deserve the rights as Americans. We don't deserve it. We didn't pay the price for it. Somebody else did. You might not deserve the rights of Christianity, but somebody already paid the price for it. So now, if you have faith in those rights, you start to pray with power. If you have faith in those rights, you start to pray with authority. Now, what are those seven things? What are those seven things? We see that Jesus shed his blood seven times. Look at your neighbor and say seven times. The first time he shed his blood was in the garden. Remember when he said, not my will, but your will be done? Remember the Bible says that he was in agony, he fell on his face, and he began to sweat drops of blood because of the agony that he was in. Now, let's think of this for a second. If you think of somebody that is faithful, think of a faithful employee Are y'all tracking with me? Think of a faithful employee. What benefits do you get out of being a faithful employee? What benefits do you get? If somebody's faithful, do you think they'll get some grace? If somebody's faithful, do you think they'll get a promotion? If somebody's faithful, like Pastor Paul said, do you think they would be protected? Now, what Jesus deserved, because he is faithfulness, What he deserves because of his faithfulness, I receive grace, I receive protection, I receive promotion. You tracking with me? Because of Jesus' faithfulness, I come into grace. I'm saved by grace through faith. It's faithfulness. Faithfulness brings grace. I come into grace not because I'm faithful, but because he's faithful. And he shed his blood for me to access the rights and the grace that he paid for. What does the Bible say? Be faithful over a little and you'll be ruler over much. Those that are faithful, they begin to, uh, they begin to get promoted. Maybe you need to say, you know, God, I don't know how to really go to the next level in, in, with you or with my occupation. Begin to plead the blood of faithfulness over your life. The enemy says you don't deserve faithfulness. You don't deserve grace. You don't deserve to be protected. Yeah, but Jesus paid a price, and I plead the blood of faithfulness over my life. Right now, I plead the blood of faithfulness over my life. And because I plead the blood of faithfulness in faith, I'm able to step into grace. 
Because I plead the blood of faithfulness in faith, I'm able to step into promotion. Because I plead the blood of faithfulness in faith, I'm able to step into protection. You know what's awesome is that you don't even have to just pray this over yourself. You can pray it over other people. I plead on the behalf of America the blood of faithfulness. I pray for grace. I pray for protection. I pray for promotion. Because what he paid for, I receive. What he deserves, I receive. I'm not faithful. He's faithful even when we're not faithful. And if you need grace in your life, you need to say, I plead the blood. You ever heard somebody, I plead the fifth? I'm pleading my rights. I'm pleading my rights as an American. I'm pleading my rights. You got to say, I'm pleading my rights as a child of God. I'm pleading my rights. You might not think I have the right. It doesn't matter. I'm a citizen of Almighty God and his kingdom. Yeah, give God a hand. I'm pleading my rights. Let me ask you, the second time that Jesus shed blood, and I'm almost done, the second time Jesus shed blood was when they plucked his beard out. They spit on him and mocked him. Now, the face in the Bible always represents identity. It represents identity. They spit on him. They slapped him. They said, who? They blindfolded him, slapped him, said, who slaps you now? Who, who hits you now if you prophesy to us? And you know the only thing that he would say? The only thing he said in the moment, he was silenced the whole time. They said, are you the son of God? And he said, you said it. That's confidence, man. Now, if you see a confident person, if you see a confident person, what are the benefits of a confident person? What are the benefits of a confident person? Have you ever seen somebody that just doesn't care what anybody thinks? Isn't it attractive? Isn't it attractive? When you see that they don't really care, they don't have like insecurity. So because they don't have insecurity and they carry themselves confidently, what happens when they go get a job? They got favor. It's different if you have insecurity going to a job, you don't have any favor. You might have a little bit, but it's different when you're operating in confidence. Are you tracking with me? You have favor, not only that, you begin to have authority. Now, if I know that that is the benefit of Jesus shedding his blood. Because of you shedding your blood, because you shed your blood of identity, I step into favor and I step into authority. Maybe you don't feel like you have favor. Maybe you don't feel like you're confident. Maybe you don't feel like you have authority. But because he shed his blood, I received the right identity and I begin to have the benefits of his security. You tracking with me? So if you need favor in your life, apply the blood of identity. Say, I plead the blood of the identity. I plead the blood from the blood that came from the face of Jesus. I step into authority. I understand that I have the authority of a son. I understand my identity. I have confidence. Why? Because of what I did? No, because of what he did. Maybe you're not confident. Maybe you need some favor in your life. You just need to plead the blood. I plead the blood of identity and all of heaven and angels back me up and gives me favor. Come on. I, I, wherever I go, I receive favor, not because of who I am, but because of what he's done. If you haven't received favor and authority, begin to plead the blood 
of identity over your life, and you begin to get the benefits of his security. The third time he shed blood, the Bible says that they whipped his back with a cat and nine tails 39 times. 39 times. What does the Bible say about that? By his stripes we are, by his stripes we are, so wait, this is a specific instance where Jesus shed his blood and we come into a benefit. You tracking with me? So by his blood, by the blood of healing, I receive strength. By the blood of healing, my mind is healed, my body is healed, my soul is healed. The Bible says that the righteous are preserved. Come on, you, you need a young mind. You need young emotions. You need young will. And, and when you feel sickness come into your body, memorizing scripture is not going to fix it. Doing a whole bunch of good deeds is not going to fix it. You say, I plead the blood of healing over my life. And all heaven backs up and your body begins to get healed. Your mind begins to get healed. And God begins to preserve you. You get strength. Do you feel tired all the time? If you feel tired, begin to plead the blood of healing over your life. And God will begin to strengthen you. We are strong in him and in the power of his might. Why? Because he shed his blood. Are you with me today? Now, we're going to wrap it up. But what was the next time that he shed his blood? Is when he put the crown of thorns on his head. Now, thorns in the Bible means curse. It means lack. Am I right? But when you plead the blood, you get abundant. Because of the price that he paid, I plead the blood of conquest over my life. I plead the blood of abundance over my life. Are you lacking in your finances? Maybe you've done all that you can do. Begin to plead the blood of conquest. That time that Jesus put the crown of thorns over his head, he paid the price for you to be abundant. Man, if you really believed it, would you pray differently? If you really believed it, would you say, I plead the blood of conquest and expect, expect you coming into faith and God beginning to bless you. Does his word say that you can be blessed? Pressed down, shaken together, and running over? Come on, if I'm just preaching to myself, if I'm just preaching myself happy, I'm going to keep preaching. I got four more minutes. Miss Susie took all my time. Just joking. Just joking, Miss Susie. That was really Leah's fault. I'm just joking. Four minutes. Thank you. Thank you. Conquest. The next time Jesus shed his blood, Let's put that picture on the screen. It was in his hands. It was in his hands. He was pierced. He paid the price. See, hands in the Bible represent blessing. Hands in the Bible represent giving. Hands in the Bible represents blessing. See, when I apply the blood of generosity or I apply the blood of creativity over my life and I say I plead the blood, God automatically comes brings wisdom into my life and creativity to bless others. How many of you want some good ideas? How many of you want some ideas to make some millions? Just apply the blood of creativity over your life. Blessing other people. 
I believe there are millionaires in this room, but you have to tap into the blood of Jesus. I believe there are millionaires in here, but God has to give you some creativity. He's a creative God, man. When he got pierced in his feet, it was for your purpose. So if you're not living your purpose, begin to plead the blood of purpose over your life. You know what's going to happen? You begin to have, you start to become eternally minded. And you have momentum on your life. You start to live Isaiah 61. You start to know the purpose in your life. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach good news to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, to proclaim liberty to the captives. So when I'm not feeling like I'm in my purpose, I begin to plead the blood of purpose over my life, and all of a sudden I start to see people different. All of a sudden I begin to step into something, not because of what I did, but because of what he did. And the last one is this. When they pierced his side, blood and water poured out. Theologians say that he poured out water because he had a, his heart literally burst. His heart literally burst for us. How many of you know he loves us a lot? He loves us a lot. And this blood, it restores us. It's the blood of restoration. In other words, because of this blood, I step into forgiveness and love. Because of, this, because of this blood, and I plea this blood, I step into forgiveness. Some of you in here, you want to forgive, but you can't forgive. And you're trying to forgive in your own strength. You say, Jesus, please, please. No, you're not going to get it. Jesus, please, come on, I just need to forgive. No, you got to plea that blood over your life. And it begins to change you. And God begins to back you up, and you start to feel his love. Come on, if you believe this today, I just want you to stand up. Right where you are. <laughs> Come on, what area in your life do you need freedom in? What area in your life do you need to be set free? Do you need to be delivered? Do you need grace in your life? Plead the blood of faithfulness. Do you need favor in your life? Plead the blood of identity. Do you need healing in your life? Plead the blood of healing. Do you need abundance in your life? Plead the blood of conquest. Do you need purpose in your life? Plead the blood of purpose. Come on, do you need wisdom in your life? Plead the blood of creativity. Do you need love in your life? Plead the blood of restoration. Come on, right where you are, just lift your hands right where you are. Lord, we plead your blood. Come on, with your own mouth. I can't say it. You have to say it. People, if you're, a, if you're a citizen of America, you have to say it. You have to plead your rights. Come on, right now. Come on, right now. What are the rights that you need to plead? God, we plead the blood of faithfulness today. Come on, over our families, over our children, over this nation. We plead the blood of faithfulness because of what you paid for. We come into grace we pray for grace over this nation. We pray for, for protection over this nation. We pray for promotion over this nation because of the blood of faithfulness. Lord, we pray for favor over our lives. You're one favorable way to go to the next level. You need favor. You need favor. We plead the blood of identity when they plucked out your beard. We plead your blood, Lord. We thank you for favor over this church. We thank you for favor 
over Hammond, over Louisiana. No longer will it be known as just the big easy, but it will be known as people that are the righteousness of God. We plead the blood of healing. Come on, if you're here right now, God is here to heal you. If you need healing, lift your hands. If you have cancer in your body, lift your hands. If you have a hurt back right now, lift your hands. We plead the blood of healing. Now, in the name of Jesus, not because of what we did, but because of what you paid for. Now, let all heaven release power in the name of Jesus. Cancer has to go. Diabetes has to go. A hurt neck has to go. Come on, a bad heart has to be healed in the name of Jesus. We plead your healing today. We plead your healing. I plead the blood of conquest right now for abundance, for abundance, abundance over their finances. No more lack in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, abundance. I plead the blood of abundance. Come on, do it. Do it right where you are. I plead the blood of conquest. Now you're abundant. Now you're abundant. Come on, begin to expect it. Heaven's backing you up. Begin to expect it. Abundant in your family. Abundant in, at your workplace. Abundant. Overflowing. Come on, I'm feeling it today. Maybe you're not. I'm feeling it. We got to begin to pray that God's going to overflow in your life. Come on, this week I'm going to hear of breakthroughs. You, you got a check in the mail that you didn't even deserve. Come on, somebody blessed you. Come on, somebody, somebody begin to, uh, there's a door opening. There's a door opening for your life. Because you're applying the blood of conquest. You're going to come into abundance. Come on, you're a king. You're a priest. You're coming into abundance today. We thank you for your blood. We thank you for your blood. Bring purpose in this church. Bring restoration. Come on, right now, if you say, you know what, I'm, I'm bitter, I'm mad, I've been abused. <laughs> I've been done wrong. I need to love. I need to be, I need to feel forgiven. We plead your blood of restoration over this church right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And we thank you for complete restoration. Thank you that your Holy Spirit backs up the blood of Jesus. And right now, I just pray that you breathe, Lord. Just like a wind, God, breathe. Breathe, Lord. Let all heaven hear us today. Let all heaven back us up today. We expect miracles. We expect breakthrough. Your word says that those that believe signs and wonders will follow. We expect miracles this week. We expect breakthrough this week. Not because of what we have done, but because of what you paid for. Do it now in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, if you believe it, give God a shout today. Come on, if you believe it, give God some praise today. We're thankful, God. We're thankful for our rights in you.